Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another episode of Sunshine Steven Pride Month. <laughs> uh, yes, so it is Pride Month, so I am talking with nothing but queer people this uh, month, and today's episode features new friend Jonathan, um, who has written a book, and it is out now, so go and get it. I will put the, the description in the link. Um, go get it, support it. Let me tell you about this book. It's called Yes, Daddy. Yes, comma, Daddy. Because if you put Yes, Daddy in, you might get some other books popping up. But <laughs> Yes, comma, Daddy. And girl, let me just tell you. So it is kind of a societal thing, especially in the queer community and gay boy community, of like wanting a daddy, like a sugar daddy, somebody to just take care of you and everything. So um, this book and Jonathan, as my, my, I'm sorry, my dog's like running... I should probably shut the door, but she's like flipping her ears around. She doesn't want to hear this. Um, she is just an whatever. Um, but yeah, so Jonathan in this book dives into that idea, but like that fantasy dream, like thing of, I'm just going to get a daddy that takes care of me and everything's going to be great, beautiful and perfect. But that idea in the book turns into a complete nightmare. Like, shit goes down and it's 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 ooky pooky spooky in some parts because you know deep st- dark stuff happens but it's so good it's like a thriller it's kind of and i, I compare it to um some things in the interview so I, I i won't give that away but yeah it's just really good so you should check it out again like i said it'll be down in the description but before we get into that why don't you enjoy this interview Awesome. Well, hello, Jonathan, and welcome to the Sunshine Steven podcast. How are you today? I am glorious and happy. Good. <laughs> yes, and a congratulations. It is your book launch day at the time of this being recorded, which is May 18th. But this episode will come out in Pride Month, actually. I saved all the queer people. That oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. I love that. Yes. I, I, I'll say hello to our future selves. Yeah, future exactly. prideful selves. Exactly. So, yes, I just got done reading the first chapter because yes. I'm lazy. Take <laughs> <laughs> um, your time, honey. Yeah, well, it's like, okay, so here's the, I don't want to give too much away for people. Um, I'll probably be done by the time this comes out just because I'm a big thriller person and like Mm. really horror person and this starts out with a bang like you know some shit went down i don't want to give too much away and i was like okay cool like i'm one of those people if i watch a thriller or horror movie within the first 30 minutes if it's just like nothing happens i'm like (laughs) i've lost interest like i don't like the slow burners no you gotta draw people in exactly and that definitely happened and so i'm i'm here for a good obsessed moment <laughs> so <laughs> oh my god obsessed are you referencing the iconic beyonce movie okay yes that too <laughs> yes oh. <laughs> i thought you were comparing my book to the iconic beyonce but movie. it and is honestly, I literally... first time it happened but you know i'll take it I... no it literally yeah it does uh so I mean, john the, the beyonce movie is called obsessed correct it is yes and it's yes, with highly Holly recommend Ryder. for anybody yes and idris no idris Elba. yeah like yeah, yeah. Before he was 
super big. He was super big. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a classic of the B movie erotic thriller genre. Yes, it is. So, and that's the vibes I'm getting right now. <laughs> I didn't connect. I, mine is not campy. Mine, mine takes much darker turns. But you know, oh, yeah. I, I love. Uh, I love, I mean, I love all, like, I love all thrillers. Like, I love yep. the, the, like, very dark and serious thrillers and, and the ones that are, and then I love, I, from, from serious and award-winning to campy and ridiculous, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the genre. Yeah, like Beyonce okay. saying, I'm gonna mop this floor with your white ass. <laughs> <laughs> the best line in the movie by far. Oh my gosh, she um, is- it was a genius pure genius exactly um but yeah anyway yeah back to (laughs) but yeah it it has a very obsessed the the two things that came to mind was obsessed and the show you oh yeah people really get into it with people that they want to pursue and um that's the vibes i'm getting right now and i'm super excited that's why because i i live for that stuff because yeah it's definitely it's definitely there's definitely obsession is Mm -hmm. Uh, a theme and, and it's interesting I, I I haven't heard a you comparison but I definitely can see it because you know I mean the book starts out with this young aspiring writer who um you know is trying to make it and kind of almost like aggressively pursues and yes. borderline stocks this older wealthy famous writer totally um but then very soon um the younger writer is kind of pulled in over his head as he enters this world of like wealth and privilege and excess and uh, you know he he goes out to the hamptons home of his older lover and things take a very dark turn and i won't give anything away but you know i'm so excited for it that sounds really weird like i'm so excited for it to get dark and (laughs) (laughs) um but again Um, it's purely entertainment yeah yes uh so that kind of gives a rundown of who you are and what you're about um so that's who he is and what's about Yes Daddy out today. So you should um, go and get it if you haven't already by the time this episode airs. Um, so I would love to know your process with this book. How yes. did it start? Character development, whatever you want to share in a book. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So, I mean, the book, the book was born at, it's, I like to say that it's personal, but not autobiographical. So mm-hmm. You know, I was really looking back at a time, like kind of in my early 20s, when I was really lost and I was uh, working in a gay restaurant and like being sexually harassed on a daily basis by the owner and the customers and really trying to make it as a writer and and try and dating much older famous men and, and like really kind of seeking validation and all the wrong places. Mm. Um, so it was kind of born out of that time. You know, I'm much older, I hope wiser. Um, and it, it was, so I think it, the, the kernel of what what it, it was for me was, was looking back at that time in my 20s uh, when I was really lost and kind of filtering it through a fictional lens and, 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 and yeah, and then the book was kind of born out of that. And, you know, I also really wanted to explore, the book gets into, you know, sexual assault within uh, the queer community. And I wanted, um, as I was writing, kind of the Me Too movement kind of exploded. Um, 
uh, around all the Harvey Weinstein stuff. So that also kind of changed the way in which I was writing this. I mean, it was always going to be a book that explored like queer sexual assault, but but then with the added lens of Me Too that was kind of happening as I was writing in real time. So, so that definitely shaped the book. So I wanted to create a space kind of in our national dialogue around sexual assault for queer people, yeah. um, you know, because oftentimes we're pushed to the margins um, in many conversations, but that is one where, you know, I think it's, it's good to also center stories, uh, queer Me Too stories. So that's kind of it. No, definitely. In terms of the kernel of inspiration. Yeah, and it, I think it's super important to bring that to the forefront um, as well. Uh, so kudos to you for that, because I don't think a lot of people, uh, they're like, mm, I don't know if I want to touch that subject. And it's like, we probably should or else. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's, it's, it's really important. You know, I think it's really important to, to feature those stories because it don't see someone represented as a victim it's like very hard I think to envision them Mm -hmm. as a victim and and that really hurts victims who are you know who are marginalized in any way whether it's because of their queerness or uh, race uh, ability um, you know for whatever reason they might be pushed to the margins you know it's important I think to to also center those stories and remind people that these people are are victims too so yeah definitely I'm super excited to read the rest now and see, <laughs> and I'm sure um, there's going to be a lot to learn as well, too. Um, yeah. So when it comes to writing, though, and because I did do a little uh, stalking myself on you, Yay. <laughs> like most guests, um, there's some, there some stuff that it, I was, it's I was, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I found other writings that you've done, other pieces yes. like that. So is writing something that you've always kind of enjoyed or did you pick it up you know in adulthood or whenever like what draws you to writing I guess is what yeah I, I mean it's it's really about storytelling I um you know I've always been drawn to writing throughout my my life um and you know recently I was doing a lot of or, or over the past five years, I've been doing a lot of uh, journalism, essays, mm-hmm. also some personal essays, um, and really working in a nonfiction space and, and um, you know, working with a lot of uh, activist groups, organizers, um, uh, people who are really driven by various social justice initiatives, you know, and really kind of amplifying those stories through my journalism. And then, you know, I also wanted to to write fiction because I felt like it was just a different vehicle and a different medium to to bring a lot of the things that I was exploring in terms of queer representation um, in my nonfiction work, uh, kind of into a fictional into a fictional realm and then kind of into a different space so I I so it's been interesting I to kind of go back and forth um between nonfiction and fiction and I also um do screenwriting the book is going to be adapted for a tv series by uh Amazon Studios or it's currently being adapted by Amazon Studios and yeah which is super super cool so I I like Drifting between mediums, I think that I always, I tend to focus on queer stories just because that's what's personal to me and that's what I love. Um, love my queers. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so 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 yeah, I've always been just drawn to writing. I mean, in my early 20s, I, 
I did. I I had a brief stint where I um, wanted to be an actor and was in a very tragic regional production of Beauty and the Beast when I was probably like 20. Oh, your dogs also thought my production of Beauty and the Beast was tragic. They agreed. <laughs> they really did. They were like, oh God, don't speak of that. <laughs> oh my God, we saw it. He was terrible. Why on earth did they ever cast him as the Beast? <laughs> um, I was. I was cast as the Beast. And I was like, don't you want me as Lumiere? Um, <laughs> right. No offense. But like, I mean, I was like happy to, well, I wasn't happy. I mean, it was it was just like this like kind of rundown regional <laughs> production. No, exactly. Can you be the Beast? Oh. <laughs> It's a lead role, but I'm also a beast. Cool. LOL. Um, yeah. So, so, so I had a brief stint in my early twenties. They, they really, they do really not. don't like it. Beauty and the Beast. It's a tales all this time, honey, and they are not here for it. Um, but yeah, so it, it went back to that time. You know, in my in my early twenties, I was I was um, trying to be an actor, and and I just pretty quickly. I was working at this restaurant, which is very similar. There's a restaurant, a gay restaurant that the narrator works in, in the book, um, which you'll see. And and it's a very similar vibe. I was just, I was miserable. I was working at this horrible restaurant. I was going to do these kind of crappy regional theater gigs. And I was just like, you know what? I don't love this. And I also had always been writing and throughout high school. And 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 then I kind of just took a, a right turn into acting. And then I was like, you know what? I want to get back to creating. Like that, that's really my passion. And and also as an actor, you have like no control over your career, really. I mean, you're always at the whim of 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 other people, of getting of other people's visions, of other people's stories. And so I I I'd always been drawn to writing my own stories. I was like, so let me do that. <laughs> Awesome, and it seems to be working out. So that's always good. Um, yes, I mean, honey, it's been many years. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like right now, it's just everyone's like, "Oh, well, congrats!" And it is great, but I mean, it's been it's been years and years of of trying different things and doing a lot of screenwriting at first, and mm-hmm. and and you know, a, a novel is just like a creative project that you have like full kind of control and over, and and it's and it's. It's been great to to do that as opposed to screenwriting, which I mean, you can be in development hell for yeah. years. Um, so so I, I've been really satisfied and kind of having this thing finally come out in the world. But it took a very long time to get here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that actually leads me into the next question: advice for other writers, myself included. I am in the process right now of trying to find an agent. Um, and similar to you, I was like, I'll start with a nonfiction of my life story and all the horrible shit that I've gone through to help queer people out there know that they're not alone and offered my advice of, hey, this happened to me, this is how I dealt with it. And this is, you know, my outtake on it. Um, But ultimately (laughs) I want to write actually queer horror stories because there needs to be more. I agree. I'm, I'm a huge like slasher fan, like Scream is my favorite all time. Oh yes. So that's, that's the realm that I want to go in and I'm like I don't want to have like the side gay character even though there's not many if you look at <laughs> slashers sure. I want like the queer cast like every yeah. sorry, Nev Campbell this is gonna be a gay boy now yeah. running away from Ghostface yes. so what advice do you have um for writers that are like out there trying to accomplish this thing <laughs> yeah no I would say I mean I think the most important thing 
that I always say to writers is write something that you are passionate about, mm. um, which it sounds like you've kind of hit on something that you are passionate about, which is, is, is horror. And, and I think that, you know, sometimes, and this has happened in my own career as well, not necessarily with fiction, but with like certain screenplays. Like if you try to like write something that you are writing because you think it's going to be commercial or you think mm -hmm. other people are going to like it, it's just not going to have that X factor, I guess. Yeah. Like it's not going to have that, um, that passion behind it. Like it, it, you have to have a story that you really believe in that, that really matters to you. And that's going to be the thing that other people respond to because they're going to pick up on that. It's not going to be the thing that you're like, oh, well, this worked for this writer or this was a big success. So I'm going to try to write that. Um, no, like you have to write your own, your own thing, your own thing that you're passionate yeah. about. But the, the story and also what's the story that only you can tell? I think that's another that's another thing. Like what how can you draw again, even if it's through the lens of fiction, like like yeah. my book is fiction, but it's also very personal. And I think, you know, it's a story that I only I could tell because it, right. it's something that came from a very personal place. And I mean, even if you're writing about aliens or um, you know, crazy fucking gay Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, what what is the story that only you can tell? What right. is what is your unique perspective on the world um and I think again that's what that's that's when things I think break through is when they're they're uniquely themselves and they're they're clearly the product of someone's passions no definitely yeah I feel like especially now there are a lot of things that you see that come out that are kind of like a a I say Bobo and a lot of people make fun of me, but like a knockoff version of something. So it is, it's, yes. it's always nice to read something that's like, oh, you could tell there's inspiration from maybe other things, but this is a completely different story and everything like that. So yeah, of course. And I mean, of course there's always inspiration and like oh, yeah. you have the things that you love. So it's also fun to write in dialogue kind of with other books and other, other people that whose ideas you admire, whose work you admire. Um, as you're kind of also working on your own. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a huge part of it too. Yeah, that's super fun. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that with me and anybody that's listening and wants to write. Just yeah. <laughs> so Just do it. that's the other thing. You yeah. gotta in order to be a writer, you gotta put your butt in that seat and do it. Oh, yeah. Something I definitely <laughs> learned <laughs> after I think I started 2017, late 2017, writing my memoir and changing it up like three or four times and then just going maybe a year without even touching it and then I was like oh if I really want to make this happen I should probably so I set goals and then I finished it on my 28th birthday this year <laughs> so oh my God. in March it was finished and now I'm just like trying to you know get it out there in the world so yeah I definitely agree you get you gotta do it you can't just wait same thing with the podcast side note yes. you may think for years <laughs> like I did like but then you're stuck in quarantine and alone and you're like I'm just gonna do a podcast so uh go, go for, for it, it buddy yeah. uh the go next question I always like to preface with you don't don't have to feel obligated to say grandma or mom 
you can if you want to, but a lot of people, like I've had people say, I should have said my grandma, she's going to be so angry that I didn't say her. <laughs> um, but you can, it, it could be anybody, you can say multiple people. Um, and who inspires you? Oh, um, I mean, yes, my grandmother and my mom. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I love... Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of, especially, I mean, in terms of this book, there's a lot of contemporary writers who, who really, I was, I was really thinking of and had on my mind while I was writing this. I love Alexander Chi. Um, he has an incredible book called Edinburgh, which is about a young boy who's abused in a, a, a church choir um, when he's very young. And then it kind of tracks, uh, the the trajectory of his life and it's, mm. it's it's really kind of almost operatic in its its story it's very dramatic I, I i love that book um there's a memoir called in the dream house by carmen maria machado which i absolutely love it deals with a lesbian relationship that's abusive and she um kind of tells the story of the abusive relationship through um the lens of different genres. It's really kind of like experimental, but yeah. also very readable and amazing. Um, Chanel Miller um, has a nonfiction book called Know My Name, which kind of details her experience as a victim um, who's going through our social justice system and all the kind of horrific things she encounters in the legal process. Um, but it's so well-written and so good. Um, so those are like some of the books that I was, I was reading. I've also been watching a ton of uh tv shows and documentaries i may destroy you on hbo oh, amazing um and uh, uh also the jeffrey epstein documentary the michael jackson documentary i mean honey these are very heavy but i think yeah. they're really also important oh for um, sure yeah work so so yeah i mean those are just some of the things that have been bopping around in my brain while i've been been writing this um and Beyonce who is an inspiration <laughs> yeah. to us all yes. I think <laughs> 100% yes yes <laughs> that's gonna be the best tagline of this episode I mean and Beyonce and Beyonce. it works for it works for pretty much anything everything like, everybody be like Beyonce. I get it <laughs> yeah Beyonce relates to all I think yeah exactly <laughs> it's so I'm gonna put her on blast um I love my sister-in-law I really do but I'll never forget the day we're sitting there and we were talking, it was right before um, the the Lion King, the the remake came out and everything. Oh, yes. and I was like, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what Beyonce. And she was like, yeah, just, I don't get Beyonce. Like she's kind of overrated. <sighs> and I was like, oh, oh my God, a blasphemy. What? Like, you can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, we are not. Uh, related anymore I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just, never speak to me again <laughs> yeah this is this is the end of our relationship yeah <laughs> yeah I think my husband does love Beyonce so we're we're good with that so I mean you, you can't <laughs> you can't be in a relationship with someone who doesn't love Beyonce in my opinion yeah that's my that's my number one piece of relationship advice the you person can't... that you're dating doesn't love Beyonce run Bye. very far big red flag 
my dogs your are dogs agree. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of two dogs agree. Yes. <laughs> Highly recommend Beyonce. Yeah. Um, I feel like she doesn't inspire everybody. Well, she should, except for my sister-in-law. Sorry, girl. Um, <laughs> she, if she listens to this, she's probably going to Yeah. She's going to be like, how dare you? I, I told her, too. I was like, the beehive is very committed. They'll go for yes. blood. So if they ever yeah. find who you are, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> uh awesome so the next part is one of my favorite parts that um you either love it or hate it <laughs> so okay it's rapid i call it rapid fire because i'm not oh like, my god i'm nervous yeah a lot of people get real and i'm like it's nothing hard-hitting like you know life or death you have to choose <laughs> two people <laughs> who you save or that uh what's that there's like a psychological question like if there's one person on a train track or several people like who would you i'm like oh yeah no i yeah. probably Don't spend too much choice yeah i can't no these are not that hard hitting but sometimes people do sit there and like oh think about it so i'll just feel the, oh the air yes i'm excited I, nervous scared i'm all the same all time. of the feelings yeah. yes i have there was 75 but i added two so 70 seven clearly oh my god 77 oh my god i'm like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask them all no oh oh i was like Woo, here we go Always, yeah no 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 <laughs> I, I, i'm just gonna flip coffee. randomly yeah you're like well let me cancel the rest of my plans for today <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i probably there's a lot to choose from but i'm gonna randomly pick uh, a handful of them so are you ready Amazing. i'm i'm so ready take a sip of my water <clears throat> Who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh my God. Um, Matt Bomer. I mean, that's a big compliment to me. I'm just, I just think he's exceedingly attractive and talented. Um, I don't, I'm not saying I look like Matt Bomer, but I would want <laughs> to look like it. Matt Bomer in the adaptation of my life. And then you can say, I really want to be involved in this. So I have to spend lots of time with him, coaching him <laughs> on how he can be me. Um, that would be my excuse. Yes. <laughs> uh, what has been the highlight of your year so far? Oh, this book, honey. Yeah, very true. That's it. That should have been given. Um, <laughs> do you collect anything? And if so, what do you collect and why? Oh, books. My house is overflowing with books. I buy them far faster than I can read them. It's a, a true addiction. Same. I'm in the same boat and my husband does not get it. He He's like, why? You haven't even... He's like... <laughs> Have you read the last last five books? And I'm like, not yet, but I will someday. Yeah, exactly. Just let me get there. Um, if you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? Oh my god, um, I would use it to read. I, I get so busy that I think sometimes I lose my reading time because um, I'm just working, and I I would love that extra hour to just relax and read read no yes. I totally get that would you rather travel by plane or train oh i love a train moment <laughs> actually love traveling by train i do i find it very like in like a cute i mean not like like in a cute amtrak situation yeah. there's i love taking there's this train called the pacific Surfliner. Um, which goes along the coast of california and it's gorgeous i love i love a train moment hate flying 
hate flying, <laughs> terrified to go back on a plane post-pandemic. Haven't done oh, it yet. Not looking forward. Yeah. Fun fact, I've been on neither because I've lived a very sheltered poor life. <laughs> <laughs> One day. I just want to take One day, honey. Hogwarts. <laughs> yes. Oh, this brings me to my next question. If there was one fictional place you could visit, so if you could bring one fictional place to life and visit it, where would you go and why? Mm, oh my God. Um, well, I loved reading the Oz books when I was a kid. So it would be Oz. Okay. Um, I'm obsessed with The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, wait, really? Uh, I, used to, I used to love reading all the Frank Albaum Oh yeah, well, same. When I was a kid. I and a lot like, of people don't realize that there's 15 or 16 of them. For oh, Christmas, yeah. my oh, mother-in-law seriously. got me the um, like bundle books. Like, it's like book one through five. Yes. Like, so, um, so much so that I have a Wizard of Oz collection and my memoir is all related to Wizard of Oz. And I pull oh, from really? the Wizard of Oz that. to explain like, hey, when I'm depressed, I feel like the lion wanting to just sleep in the poppy fields. <laughs> so, oh my God, wait, I love that. Yeah. So that's why I get Wizard really- Wizard of Oz, it's true. Oh yeah, oh my God, yay. It's the best. Wizard and Judy Garland. Um, oh, I mean, yes, of course. Of would course. you rather go to a water park or a haunted house? Oh, Jesus. Um, neither. <laughs> like, I'll stay inside. I guess water park. I guess water park. I don't like water slides. Like, I, I can get down with, like, a lazy river moment and Same, maybe, like, yeah. a cold, like, ice beverage on my lazy river. A wading pool, yes. But, like, water slides, TBH, terrify me. Oh, yeah. Um, but I hate being scared. Like, IRL. I like scary movies. Love Same. scary movies. Um, but cannot stand being in a haunted house avoid them at all costs i've only been to one in my whole life and i got kicked out because the first person that jumped out i punched him right in the face oh my god <laughs> i was so scared i it, you <gasps> fight or flight mode i go into fight mode and i was like i'm so sorry and they're like yeah we're gonna have to ask you to leave sir and I was like, oh my god that would also literally be me if i yeah. went anywhere near a haunted house which i just won't <laughs> yeah I literally, we just watched the movie uh, Hellfest, which has been out for a couple of years, but it, they just put it on Netflix. And the uh-huh. whole premise is they go to a haunted attraction and it's all these haunted houses and mazes, but then there's a guy stalking them at, down and killing them in real life. It's oh pretty my cool. God. It's just like, another reason not to go to haunted houses because you don't know what's <laughs> real, what's not. Um, oh last, my god, low. Yeah, the, it, I, yeah. Last question. What is one song you can sing every word to? Don't disappoint me. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, uh, I would say... I don't listen to music. Used to be... No, I mean, I feel like it used to be TLC Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Don't test me, because I'm not sure that I still know all the words. But... Oh no, whatever you pick, you have to sing now. Oh my god. <laughs> this is my show. Get ready for four. <laughs> also love Candy Barras, who wrote Waterfalls, oh. one of my favorite Real Housewives of Atlanta. If not my favorite. Well, other than Mimi, maybe. Oh. Um, but yes, I think TLC Scrubs. I could probably do if I if I have the track to sing along with, I could probably yeah. do the whole thing. Okay. Or no, sorry, that's waterfalls. I meant to say waterfalls. Sorry. I was wondering. Like, you're like, no honey. Just, oh my God. 
I swear, no, no. He's fun. saying waterfalls. I, I, oh I wasn't going to call you out. <laughs> I re- oh my God, I am so glad we caught that. That would have been devastating. Oh my God, lol. Oh, no, I I'm meant crying. to say waterfalls. Oh my God, sorry. I was so She's confused. all day. She's been running around. I'm short-circuiting. I'm not remembering the right TLC songs. No, was, waterfalls. Okay, waterfalls, waterfalls. Would be, waterfalls would be the one. Not Scrabs, although I also love Scrabs. I don't. Know I just I think it's funny because I said, "What song could you sing every lyric?" And you're like, "Got no the Scrubs, but Let me sing wrong. a different song." <laughs> I was so confused, oh but I was like, "I don't want to call him out on it. I'll do it offline." Um, <laughs> oh my god! LOL. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Um, Mental health, which it is currently at the time of this being uh, recorded, is Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm really big on mental health, so I always ask this next question. What do you do to keep your mental health in check? Therapy. Every week, baby. Love therapy. Cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, I think it is... Just, you know, it's like, it's like a gym for your brain, Mm. regardless of whether you're going through a really tough time or a good time. I mean, I think it's always good to kind of like check in with where you are and kind of evaluate what's affecting you, dive deeper, examine how you're moving through the world, um, how you're interacting with other people. I think that it's really a healthy thing to do. So a big therapy stand here. Yeah, same. And now that you, I've never heard it compared to gym for your brain. Um, so now whenever somebody says, do you go to the gym? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every single week. Sometimes, twice if I have a... Uh, oh my God. That's the best, yeah, because nobody really wants to go work out. Uh, <laughs> recommendations. This is always a fun, because um, I'm very mm. big on um, consuming everything, especially right now with all the queer books and shows and movies and podcasts and music that are coming out. I'm eating it all up. And I always tell people, I'm making it for lost time. I guess none of this. So I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) Yes, same. I'm I'm ready to devour it all. Yes. So what recommendations do you have for movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, or books that you're obsessed with? Doesn't have to be anything new. It could be something that you just discovered or has stuck with you. Take it away. A pandemic fave has been Veneno on HBO Max. Um, It is is amazing. It is about um, kind of one of the first truly famous transgender women Mm -hmm. in Spain. She was on this like talk show in the 90s and kind of became this uh, icon. And um, it's, it's so funny. It's so heartfelt. Um, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It is the call veneno. I cannot recommend it highly enough. So that's been great. Um, I very recently have been watching Hacks on HBO Max with Gene Smart, who is um, a national treasure. Yeah. We are in the Gene Smartessence right now. I don't know if you watched Watchmen, which was another one of my absolute all-time favorite TV shows. Um, and she's in that as well. Um, 
and she's incredible. Also, Regina King is in it, who's incredible. And actually, I just finished, I'm like so late on this, but The Leftovers on HBO is incredible. And Justin Theroux, I mean, the show is incredible, devastating, beautiful, heartbreaking, but also Justin Theroux is one of the hottest men creatures, on the face yes. of the planet. I said creature. Um, <laughs> yes, he is, yes, yes. It's like, it's otherworldly how hot he is. Mm. Um, and I never really realized how hot he was until I watched this and I was like, wow, okay, no, you're really hot. So, yeah. I mean, it's also an incredibly written show. So <laughs> watch it for that. If you're not into Justin Theroux, don't worry. But if you are, it's like a definite add of bonus because yeah. he's just like so hot. Yeah. Naturally. So those are those are in my oh my god, Lady in the Dale, another great, it's an HBO um uh documentary about this uh trans woman in the 70s who founded this car company um and uh it's she was so ahead of her time and it's it's a wild story um highly recommend yeah i'll definitely we just got hbo so oh my god well oh my god i gave you so many HBO. i swear this isn't SpawnCon for hbo yeah like, <laughs> but is it hbo one you want to use your discount code yeah exactly <laughs> HBO, go ahead i mean want to i got bills to pay uh yeah i we got it about a month ago and i finished um it's a sin in like a day oh it's a sin another Cried. great one what weeping tears weeping, like not flowing down my face and it's it sucks funny. because my husband does not he like refuses to watch anything that's like sad <laughs> or oh, oh i mean i get it, it can be dramatic. yeah I'm like, okay, but I'm here, so I have to watch all this by myself. So. Like, I need someone to cry to. Literally, I'm just, like, crying alone. My dogs are like, are you good? Like, <laughs> they're staring at me, and I'm sobbing. Um, yeah, anything, like, Love, Victor. I watched it all by myself. Love, Simon. Oh, by myself. Yes. Like, everything oh, my that God. has any... He's like, he I don't want to watch it. He needs to watch it with you. Although my boyfriend's the same. I mean, we watch a lot of things together, but sometimes I really have to go on my own. He refuses I do, to watch yeah. The leftovers with me and i just i was like okay guess i'm going on a solo journey yeah sometimes you can't sync the watching journeys in a relationship That's you really can't but if you ever do decide on something you're watching together and you break a promise and watch something <gasps> without them oh yeah no, that's it gets ugly. Yeah, it gets real ugly. It does. <laughs> I did it once. Um I do have to admit <laughs> And I thought we were going to get a divorce, but we did it. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. God. But I get it. I can't even remember what show it, it was. something that I was, I was like, ah, oh, I got to see. I'll just watch like 15 minutes of the next episode. And then I was like, oh shit, I finished the episode. <laughs> Stupid Netflix told on me and was like, you're on this episode. And I was oh, like. Oh yeah, no, there's no hiding what? it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who hacked into our account? Um, anything else comes to mind? Uh, movie. TV show, podcasts, or books. I know you shared some earlier too. So, oh, and books. Uh, Detransition Baby, incredible, incredible book about uh, trans and cis women. Uh, there's three of them, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're kind of figuring out how to form their own unique family unit with um, a baby that's on the way, and it's like so like moving and also fucking hilarious and like so incisive and witty and smart and it's just oh it's 
It's a fantastic book, Detransition Baby. Can't re- recommend it highly enough. Okay, I have, I've written Incredible down. trans author, Tori Peters. Um, she's fantastic, so. Oh, I'm super excited. Highly recommend I always write everything down and then I'm like, I'll check it out. And then sometimes I annoyingly will get back to my guests and say, oh my God, I watched this. Now I can talk about it. <laughs> or, hey, I read this. Can we please talk about this? So um, just be forewarned. Um, awesome. Next, always like to give you a chance to share um, where you, not where you are in the world, but where you are <laughs> online and- My address, my social security yeah, number. Exactly, yeah, exactly. All that. Um, if you could just, you know, send me the pin to your house so I can share Yes. <laughs> um, that'd be great. No, <laughs> on social media where people can find you and then any projects that you're working on that you want to shout out, go for yes. it. Yes. Um, you can find me at JP Rampage, um, at JP Rampage on Instagram. Um, that's where I am. Spe- oh, and Rose, your dogs Rose are heading there now. She's yes, like, she's about to follow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my only social media. I don't do Facebook. I don't do Twitter. Twitter. I'm just. I'm trying to. I, I. I'm trying to cut down on social media. But the twist is now I'm just more addicted to Instagram. I thought surely if I delete Facebook and Twitter, I'll spend less time online, and I just spend more time on Instagram. So yeah. I don't know. I'm. That's a journey I'm figuring out. Um. But yeah. you can yeah find me there. And yes, um, my book Yes Daddy is available wherever books are sold. So. I personally recommend buying it from your local indie bookseller who you love and adore. Um, Support them, go in person, uh, order from them online, um, do whatever you gotta do. Um, But yeah, yes, daddy, it's out now. Rose is also saying get it or she's, she's barking. She's ordering online right now. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> Do a curbside pickup moment. I've done that now. With oh yeah, for sure. Where I'm just like add to cart and I'll, you bring yes. it to me. That'd be great. Uh, awesome. Well, I've enjoyed this and I do appreciate you taking time to chat. I uh, highly recommend everybody going to check out the book. Yes, daddy, which I mean, is such a good name too. <laughs> so oh, anytime I, I, I talk to um, the inner queer friends that I have I'm like oh yeah this book yes daddy and they're like immediately (laughs) without knowing and I'm just like it's just one of those phrases that you're like I'm intrigued like it's for the gays exactly that's what everybody's like oh you can tell this is gonna be real good real gay (laughs) so again thank you so much thank you and uh yeah so fun talking what a beautiful (laughs) um interview um again i just highly recommend getting the book like it'll be such a ride so do that yes daddy um that was weird (laughs) like like i wasn't at anyways yes daddy is the name of the book uh let me find something for your meditation minute see how many times you can dribble a basketball before your mind wanders all right i mean one, I do not own a basketball. Two, I could probably not dribble it, but, you know, I can see how long my mind wanders, I guess. I guess you could take that, like, with more than just a basketball. Like, any task that you do mindlessly, you know? Be mindful and mindless. No? Does that... I don't know if that contradicts itself, but you know what I'm saying, right?
Well, that's all I have for you this week for Sunshine Steven. Hope you enjoyed. Um, please be sure to go check out Yes Daddy um, and check out Jonathan as well. All that information will be linked down below. Yeah, Rose is telling you, you better go buy that book. <laughs> like, or else she's going to come find you. And it's not going to be pretty. I've seen what she does to stuffed animals and you don't want that. You don't want that in your life. I don't want that for you either. I think she's... You good? You good, Rose? Oh, okay. Anywho, yes. So <laughs> hopefully everybody... Oh, she's still going. Rose! Hi, baby girl. What's wrong? Um, Rose would like to now take a moment to wish everybody a happy pride. And hopefully everybody is enjoying it. But staying safe at the same time. And oh, she's giving me kisses. She says kisses for the, the queers. Yep. Um, but yes, stay safe out there, everybody. She's made me completely, oh, go follow me, um, at Sir Steven Rice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, go follow me, that'd be great, um, follow my journey and whatnot, and again, I'll be linking down the book and the information down below. Stay safe out there, and until next time, have a fantastic day. <laughs>